0: You just want to get
1: straight into it, do Actually, I'm just having a look at this evangelist uh, stuff on uh, Order of uh, the Black Arts, and it is pretty funny. <laughs> Uh evangelist, uh whichever one that you want to regard as Evangelist said, more work coming, I'm not rushing, further details upcoming, uh, not fighting over the name. Sorry, Batushka. You can keep the memes. And <laughs> as I understand it, the sucking on the metal blade side. Uh fash followers can leave now if you're so inclined. And <laughs> someone's someone's written underneath Evangelist 2, rapist free,
0: boogaloo. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Brilliant. Well- <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the X and Ferris podcast. Uh, this podcast is all about heavy metal. Uh, my name is Matthew, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Tom Watson. Hit. And with me, as always, is Matthew...
1: What's your... <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot your surname there for a second. Uh,
0: so this is our Choice Cuts. We've come to do this every week. Uh, we bring you some of the best music out there currently. Uh, some of them historical, but this this week we're we're still keeping in the twelve month mark, I believe.
1: You are. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I I I'm certainly not... am. But is this this whole wow car bitches. Is, yeah. <laughs> this whole intro is certainly for you, just yeah. to justify your choices.
0: Yeah. So this isn't a normal episode from us. Uh, if you want to check out what we consider a a usual episode, please go one before or or one after. Uh so we're going to um we're going to show you some of the some of the music that we've been listening to recently. Yeah. Did you want to lead on this? I one? will lead on this. Yeah.
1: I'll lead us into Battle which is very apt because the first band that I'll be talking about is a band called Amulet mm. uh with their new record The Inevitable War. Uh, which was released on Dissonance Productions. They're from London, a little bloody place called London. Oh, yeah, we don't cover yeah. enough from London, do we? Feeding the pigeons, going out, going to Big Ben, having a look at the old Big Ben. Being a going... racist. <laughs> yeah, being um, being incredibly uh, like driven by populist media. <laughs> um So they formed in 2010 with a rather modest back catalogue to their name. Uh, This is their follow-up record to their debut, which was uh, 2014's The First, which is a brilliant name. Uh, It's a... One, two, three, four... It's a uh, five-piece... uh, some of the band members have been in other bands in the past, uh, like uh, Invasion, uh, Human Experiments, uh, Deceptor and Asgard. Uh, the lyrical themes for The Inevitable War um, comprise of sort of occult symbology, black magic. Uh, it's caped in sort of a medieval aesthetic uh, and gargle heartily from the goblet of traditional new wave of British heavy metal and classic hard rock. Um the band themselves, they liken themselves to, uh, then, uh, liken their new material to that of Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Man of Fucking more, uh, and Late Black Sabbath. Uh, personally, I'd say it's for fans of Angel Witch, Witch Hazel, uh, Diamond Head and a bit of Night Demon, uh, in there as well. Um, basically, it's a tried and tested exercise in metal nostalgia, um, I mentioned a while back that I thought the rising insurgence of new wave of British heavy metal music that's coming out in the past like five to ten years uh, was not actually being captained by the UK, but rather than the US with bands like uh, Summerlands. Um, However, this group, along with Witch Hazel, will leave me to think otherwise there now, uh, which is good. Um, It's got stunning cover art. Uh, it's a very sincere, straight arrow of infectious songwriting. Uh, there's no satirical veneer glossed over this release at all. It's just 24 karat metal. <laughs> uh, and the song I'm going to be choosing to play is called Call of the Siren.
2: We're from Cersei And advice from the witch The call of the siren
0: First album is by a Canadian psychedelic rock band hailing uh, from hailing from Vancouver, British Columbia, called Black Mountain, and the album is called Destroyer. So Destroyer is their fifth album and their first release since 2016's uh, Four. Uh, the album was released on Dine Alone Records, which is or has been known to release records from as widespread artists as Marilyn Manson to Quicksand. Kate Nash, uh, Guess Up Kids to name but a few. Uh, Apparently this album's primary inspiration and where it takes its name from is uh, the car, the Dodge Destroyer. And this is due to um, the singer Stephen McBean passing his driving test in 2017. So the main inspiration for this whole album (laughs) is someone passing their driving test. Really? It's good to have goals. Concept isn't it? album, yeah, but normally it's not exactly you just
1: caught the Crimson King, is it? Yeah,
0: normally you just post like a gloating Facebook post, but <laughs> someone felt the need to write. I passed my driving test thirteen years ago, and you don't see me shouting about it. <laughs> so this record was kind of like a lucky dip for me, and because uh, I've been mainly covering like the heavier side, so I wanted to, I wanted to get into something a bit more in that kind of middle ground between rock and metal. Uh, so Black Mountain. Uh, have as much to do with their sound as to do with their aesthetics, they have this kind of like heavily retro vibe about them. Their their album cover has this kind of washed out, grainy look, and that's kind of complemented in the in the production. Uh so And At one point, I would actually like to kind of cover the whole retro thing as a subject. 100%. Yeah, yeah, at some point. Uh, But it's worth mentioning that the production of this record is handled by a one Mr. John Congleton, who I've actually been a huge fan of since I was a wee young'un. So he's known for working with... Lots of people, to name one of them would be Swans. Uh, However, I know him mainly for his actual own music. Uh, He was in a band called The Paper Chase, who I absolutely adored. And his production on his own records, because I assume he just must have all the time in the world to work on it, is absolutely incredible to the point where they built like a a, some kind of rhythm track or a drum track out of the sound of knives sharpening. Mm -hmm. And for anyone you always hear people going like this band sounds like a horror film like they go like oh yeah this like fucking mortician sound like a horror film so, no it, it doesn't yeah. the paper chase actually sound like a horror film so they're not a metal band they're this weird kind of texas uh indie band which is completely atonal and mental but it sounds like the inside of is it is it jack Torrance, mr Torrance? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like the inside of his head, um, but it's really worth going. But that's an absolute tangent. <laughs> uh, so, with the sound of this record, there's kind of inflections of like David Bowie in the vocals, um, whilst there's kind of inspiration from Hawkwind uh, on the on the music. They have these kind of heavier parts, which kind of had this uh, new wave of British heavy metal kind of sound to them. Um, but then they also have these more spacier rock elements to them and particularly on the track that I'm going to be playing which is their first single there's some absolute standout backing vocals uh from Rachel Fannin uh so the first track that I'm going to be playing is their first single and it's first track on the record and it is called Future Shade
1: Next up, um, sort of tying into this, because I think maybe because it's been sunny recently, we've just been going down the the bluesy desert stoner uh, hard rock route. the next mm. band that I uh, will be talking about is a band called Salem's Bend uh, with their new album Super Cluster, which was released on Ripple Music. Uh, they're an LA-based trio. Oh, a- Ripple! Yeah, I was signed. Yeah, Were you. you?
0: yeah, Were you? Yeah. yeah. What with? Poseidon ah yeah
1: (laughs) um they recently played Desert Fest and apparently they absolutely smashed it okay um so it's a three piece uh, comprising of Bobby Parker on guitar and vocals, Kevin Schofield on bass and vocals and Zach uh, Hulling on drums. Uh, this is the follow up to the group's self-titled record in 2016. Uh, as mentioned, it's bluesy, heavy rock. It's very riff centric stoner psych with sort of nuanced increments of space rock. Um, it's the more of the same sort of Sabathian and Zeppelin worship. Uh, it's sort of a Legitimate take on um, mid to late 70s classic rock. Uh, however, the groove laden song structures, coupled with the fuzzed out production, uh, brings this record straight to the present and sidles it closely with bands like Egypt um, and similar Desert Stoner Doom rock outfits. Uh, the record feels submerged in DMT with sprawling psychedelic passages and smoky guitar riffs uh, this is only heightened by the unconventional use of maracas and mm. guiro which is a spanish ribbed fish shaped percussion instrument uh, the song i'm going to be playing is called thinking evil it's actually the heaviest track on the record the other ones sort of lean closer towards that uh, early Sabbath blues style, but this one is slightly heavier. Really check this one out, it's fucking brilliant. <laughs>
0: Laho, which translates to "rotten," is the second album by Finnish atmospheric black metal band Kval. I think they're pronounced Kval. <clears throat> it's spelled K V A L, so it might actually just be Val. Um,
1: yeah. A
0: uh, call. Cool. Yeah, could be. So they're released on Canadian atmospheric depressive black metal label Hypnotic Dirge, um, which are really great. I checked out Hypnotic Dirge's. Um, website and they seem to have a really great ethic in terms of how they release music. Phew. So yeah, thank God for that. So they, they it looks like they actually put up, put up quite a lot of their um, releases on a donation basis on their on their band camp, which is quite unheard of for a record label. Normally a band would do that, but the, the record label wouldn't be particularly interested in it. Um, so the project is a one-person black metal band fronted by uh, Miro Lamo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he previously released uh, his first self-titled album, Gval, back in 2017. So this album is kind of rich in melody. Uh, it's not unrelenting blast beats constantly. It kind of almost has... I know that a lot of people hate this, this term, but that kind of Cascadian black metal that you would get from the kind of northwestern U.S. scene Uh, but quite a lot of that quite a lot of that scene is so um, tethered to its geographical location that obviously not that doesn't come through on this Uh, so I I kind of almost it's akin to something like a Jura or sadhaka the track that I'm going to be playing off this record is the second song And it is the title track of the record called La (laughs) Ho.
1: Right, closing off from me. Um, after all of that pathetic, lame, weak, diluted, uh, light hard rock, let's end with something a little bit more grotesque. Um, this is Gore Gang with their new record, Neon Graves. Uh, it's been released on Transcending Obscurity Records. They're a Flor- Floridian two-piece making more of a racket than if Neurosis and Melvins were to front a 10-piece metal orchestra. <laughs> um, so the lineup is uh, Taylor Nordberg on drums and Jermaine Kling on guitars and vocal. Uh, both of those guys play in uh, Rib Spreader, Infernion and The Absence. Um, so Gorgang's logo, for a start, was done by Mark Riddick, who is responsible for logos of bands like Horrendous, uh, Arsis and Heads for the Dead. Um, the way how I was trying to think about describing this band was, or their sound at least, is that if a surgeon, surgeon, if a surgeon was to deconstruct an HM2 pedal, Okay. make irregular incisions into a band's pineal gland, <laughs> or pineal gland, <laughs> uh, that surgeon would be imprisoned.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. But
1: not... Before spawning gore gang, Okay. Because this band is the HM2 pedal personified mm. um, in all of its sort of disgusting glory. Um, it's akin to Stockholm death metal uh, with all the elements of crust punk at its core, um, especially with the incessant use of gang vocals, which we both love
0: yes of uh, who doesn't yeah um, community yeah it's the yeah. backbone of everything <laughs> uh
1: neon graves is 12 tracks long and clocks in at around the 35 minute mark um but it speeds at the haste of a tory mp's resignation under the <laughs> tyrannical <laughs> reign of, <laughs> of Theresa may um it's for fans of nihilist autopsy atheist uh insect warfare uh the song i'm going to be playing is called uh, cathedral of chemicals
0: So we're continuing our theme of not playing any soppy rock yeah. music and playing only the manliest of <laughs> manly metal for disgusting reasons. These might be slightly different reasons for it being disgusting. But we've been bringing up this band quite regularly on this podcast, so I thought it was worth covering them, much to um, Tom's protest. My disdain, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about Man of War's new EP – the final battle part one. So I first
1: <laughs> I doubt it's gonna be I so, doubt it's gonna be some of their final battles. Yeah, so
0: I <laughs> legal battles. Uh, so the so I first encountered Man O War. You, what was your first encounter of Man o War? Because mine was what was that record shop in Ipswich, which is where the subway now is next to the guitar shop. Oh. There was a record shop there yeah, though, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah 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 so I remember finding their anthology Um, album which is obviously a collection of of some of their choice works in which they're all stood in front looking incredibly awkward with fake swords and loincloths on Uh, so this is their first release since what we mentioned the uh in our previous yeah um so this features their new guitarist (coughs) uh evie martel who comes from a brazilian tribute band to man of war which, really, Which makes sense. If you're, if you're a band who's that big, chances are you're going to, there's going to be a tribute band of you. And if you want to get them straight in the door as quick as possible, just go with a tribute band. But yeah. they're going to know all your riffs anyway. It's, wor- true, it's a winning true, formula. Yeah. Uh, so this coincides with the band's final battle tour. Do, does the Brazilian tribute band, do they have a Carl Logan
1: equivalent? In that band, <laughs>
0: he's, currently going he's currently
1: going through. Who's being
0: processed. Um, so the final final battle part one EP pretty much summarizes everything that you would get from a man of war record. Unfortunately, uh, given that it's a shorter release, I don't know why they're wasting one of the four tracks on this album on an instrumental track to begin with because it's of it's of no worth whatsoever. Um, following this, though, you have a song like Blood and Steel, which actually really slaps. Like I have to admit that I'm not a fan of Man of War, but I just wanted to listen to this record just to piss you off. I'm wincing so and, much, and Can I actually really, so I actually really enjoyed this song. Uh, following this, um, you kind of have you have this third track, which is this incredibly saccharine ballad, which I assume is supposed to be an old to uh, sorry an ode to celtic folk songs God. but if you're gonna do that don't use midi strings over the top of it because it sounds like a cutscene from a final fantasy Sound Like fucking
1: november rain or something yeah
0: it, it sounds like a cutscene from a final fantasy game finally the most peculiar track on this record is called uh you shall die before i die which is weird and it has these kind of pitched down vocals throughout the entire you thing you shall
1: die before, before I, I die,
0: die. Do you want to guess what the lyrics are to the chorus? Is it that? It is that repeated over and over again. However, Tom, I know what you're thinking, and I know you're sad about it. This record being called The Final Battle, you would think that it would be the end of of Man of War, and I can tell how distraught you are at that notion. I think
1: the end of Man of War has already happened.
0: Rejoice, my dear friend, because this is the proposed first part of a trilogy of the final battle uh, oh and God. bassist uh joey DeMaio, uh despite the tour being dubbed the final battle joey DeMaio dismissed any claims of man of war's retirement mainly due to fans demand of them to continue performing so it's just it's late stage capitalism it's supply and mm. demand it's a bit like the we demand hologram. it and they supply it yeah
1: it's a bit like the Dio hologram, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking pointless.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the track that I'm going to be playing is uh, Blood and Steel. <laughs> I can see you grew a couple of extra chest hairs just from listening to that song, Tom. I'm just thinking whether,
1: whether I alone can cancel you. <laughs> like, can can we all just rally together and fucking cancel? How Matt? do I how do
0: I delete someone else's life? <laughs> yeah, I just
1: want to do. I don't know anything about Avengers, but there's something about people fading you want away. The snap, yeah, I just like... want you to just disappear in front of me right now. One evaporate. half of
0: the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And then I don't know how to press stop. You just hear me like scrambling around, going,
0: "Fuck, fuck,
1: hello." <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. That was uh, choice cuts this week. Wonderful. Um, uh, just before we leave again, and we'll see you again. I hope uh, next week. Next week. Uh, please subscribe and uh like our soundcloud uh x and ferris a he- a heavy metal podcast please comment on that as well um please iTunes. explain to matt why he shouldn't be playing man of war tracks <laughs> uh itunes uh, x and ferris a heavy metal podcast um facebook x and ferris a heavy metal podcast get involved no one has yet um <laughs> <laughs> i um Instagram, X and Ferris, a heavy metal podcast. No, that's uh, just X and Ferris Oh, X and podcast. Ferris podcast. Excuse yeah. me. Um, please get in touch on the email as well, X and Ferris podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And I think that's all of the spring cleaning that we have to do so far. Yeah.
0: yeah? So, well, that is got- it. Yeah. So, okay. Another week? Yep.
1: Fuck Manowar.